The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. It is my half birthday today. So do people celebrate half birthdays? I don't know. But this means I'm 30 and a half, which means I've done literally nothing this year in terms of being 30. And I'm about to be 31 in six months, which is pretty fucking wild if you ask me. I feel like I should really be turning 30 again, but whatever. Today we have a very interesting guest. This guy's name is Julian and I found him because I did a a TikTok video about why you shouldn't say text thank you after the first date. And then he duetted my video, which is essentially a TikTok term for like responded to my video with the video clip in there. And he was like, was this girl raised by wolves? This is horrible advice, blah, blah, blah. So then we had a TikTok fight. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to invite this guy on the podcast. Obviously, he has a differing opinion, which makes for good listening. And we should be debating this. And so I brought him on the podcast. That is today's episode. I am so excited for you to hear our debate. Spoiler alert, we did kind of agree at the end, believe it or not. So I'm curious what you think after listening and excited to hear your feedback. But before we get into that, I'm just going to answer a few quick questions that you had submitted. A lot of recent conversation on the Instagram and the podcast and in our clubhouse, which we've been doing, by the way, we've been doing this really fun clubhouse every Monday at 9 p.m. EST with my best friends from college who we all have differing opinions. So it's really fun. Um, And they're mostly married, having babies, et cetera. And talked about some girl talked about, you know, her boyfriend having a friend that's a girl that he's really close with. And my friend Britt was basically just like, no, have him stop being friends with her. You know, men should not have a girl best friend. And I think like part of me is like, okay, no, they can have like close, they can have friends that are girls, right? But like, I will agree, they shouldn't have a best friend that's a girl. I feel like there's always something sus about that. Like, I don't have any guy friends that are my best friend. Like I have guy friends that I talk to all the time. Like, but best friend is is getting to like a sus territory. It's like, why? I don't know. There's just something sus about it. I can't explain. You know, I'm not abolishing it completely, but I will say there's something to look into if that is a situation. Another thing that came up was somebody asked me in like, asked me a question Fridays, which we do on the Insta story. Somebody asked, is it true that men love bitches? And I said, no, men love women who don't need them. And tons of guys actually responded and they were like, this is spot on. And I want to elaborate on it. Men want women who don't need them. But then once they are dating these women, they do want to feel needed. So there's like a, I know it's complicated and it's like, sounds like a game, but in reality, it's just like, no one wants to date someone that is like needs them and it's coming off needy and is, you know, desperate. And we talk about this in the episode, so stay tuned. But I think that men are really attracted to someone who's independent, who isn't so sure about them, right? Who hasn't made their mind up about them, who they have to kind of convince to get them in their corner. 
but then once you're in the relationship itself, like a switch is, is flipped a little bit and they do want to feel needed in certain aspects. And again, that's not like in a desperate way, but it's like, I, you know, I need my boyfriend to be there for me when I have like a work crisis. It's like that kind of needed. It's not like, you know, I need you. Like if you're not there, like I won't be okay being single. No, I think like at the heart of it, you should always be okay if God forbid you guys were to break up tomorrow. But it's about like making them feel wanted and loved once you're in the relationship. But once they're pursuing you or like you're single, I think it's important to make it clear that like you are fine on your own, that you like, for example, if you and your partner were were having an issue and like they were to pull away a little bit, that is your moment to also pull away. And that's because you want to be on the same page as that person. You don't want to. And my friend Natalie said this in our clubhouse and it was very eloquent. Like you don't want to be ahead of someone with your feelings when you're starting to see somebody. You want to be on the same page. So if for some reason someone starts pulling away, that's not always a deal breaker, but it does mean that you need to also reevaluate. Like, you know, do I actually like this person? Am I just getting into the idea of having somebody, you know? Another person asked how to be a good friend to your girlfriends. Um, That's a great question. I feel like for me, it's just trying to be proactive in our relationship and check in because I hate like one-sided relationships. And I would hate if if I had a relationship with a friend where they were the ones that always reached out to me, I, I wouldn't know why they would want to continue being friends with me and vice versa. And so it's really important to be proactive, check in on your friends, ask them how they're really feeling, how they're really doing. Be vulnerable with them. Like open up about your shit and then they'll feel comfortable opening up about their shit. Somebody asked what your current healthy relationship has really taught you about the past ones and what are key distinctions and differences? I think, and I feel like I talk about this so often. So for anyone hearing it like over and over again, you can just skip past because I feel bad. But I think something for me is like, I always wanted to change things about partners in the past, whether it be like I wanted them to drink less or I thought it was weird that they closed the entire toilet lid or it's like these like little stupid things, you know? And it, it to me now reflecting was more indicative of like, I had issues with them. It wasn't these little things. It was hard for me to come to terms with. And so I would always blame it on like, oh, well, it's just annoying that they do X, Y, and Z. But the reality was like, I didn't accept them. And I think when you have like true unselfish love for somebody, like you, you don't let these little things like, get to you about them. You really love like everything about them and you don't want to change who they are because you like the final product that they are. And I think so many of my past relationships were me trying to, me almost intentionally choosing people that I could tune up or fix up, like fixer upper projects. And I feel so grateful that I have this person now who is a fixed up person like version of themselves who isn't somebody and don't get me wrong like there are moments where there are teachable moments like the other day my boyfriend got his friend and her husband a baby gift and didn't sign both of our names and you know I've gotten 
my friend's baby gifts. And of course I signed both mine and my boyfriend's name on it. And like we live together and that's part of being in a relationship, especially when you live together is like everything's from both of you, you know? And I was really upset about it. And and I said to him like in a normal, mature way, I was like, you know, that made me upset. You only signed your name. Like next time you have to sign, like I said it in a more articulate way. And he was like, you're right. Like I, I feel really bad about that. Like, I don't know why I did that. And now he knows and now he learns. So it's like, you can still have these things that like aren't red flags, but are, you know, teachable moments, but you shouldn't want to change the bulk of who your partner is like deep down at heart, because then that would be definitely a red flag, if not worse. And then real quick, somebody said, can you talk about if your partner works a lot? Again, we talked about this on the clubhouse recently, and I personally think it's a big turn on like that my partner works a lot and I work a lot too. So it works. I remember when I first started dating him, my friend, our mutual friend was like, just want you to know, like he works a lot. And it's so funny. It's, it reminds me of in Mean Girls when she was like, I just want you to know Aaron Samuels is obsessed with his family and his job and like it's and doing well in school. And like, it's as if it's a bad thing. I'm so turned on by it, but I understand someone who might not you know, be as busy thinking that it's really bad or a red flag. But I think that if they're not able to balance it and they're not able to make you a priority, it sucks. But if they're able to communicate like, hey, I'm working till, you know, 10, but I would love to have like a late dinner with you. If you're open to it or just come hang out and be with you. It's all about the boundaries they set and how they make you feel. And you know how that is. Like, if they make you feel good, regardless of how hard they work, then that's a good sign. And then really quickly, somebody asked, what about taking next steps after three dates? What four plus dates means? How to take it to the next level? Questions to ask, et cetera. I think this is a perfect moment to like check in, not to say, what are we? But to be like, I'm really like, I'm really enjoying getting to know you. I feel like there's like so much more I want to ask you or whatever it is. Right. And like, that's kind of a pulse check. And we talked about this in our episode with Sean Golanos. Um, So that's a really good one to listen to you too. If you're in this kind of four dates in between, not out of the woods yet, as Taylor Swift would say, keep quoting her moment. So check that out. And I'm excited for you to hear Julian. I'm having a serious Shake Shack moment. Like I just can't get enough. I feel like the Shack sauce just like does it for me. And obviously now that I'm speaking about this, like I have to order it right now. But I've been loving it. And like, even if I want just like the milkshake, I've been getting the black and white shake from Shake Shack. It's so great because I can just go on caviar and quickly order it. And it's the fastest delivery. Like it'll say 25 minutes and it'll come in like 10 minutes. I have an amazing milkshake or a burger. It is so perfect. And caviar is the best one because they have all the good restaurants that you would go to normally, but you can also just get them delivered straight to your door, which is really amazing. If you haven't heard of Caviar, download it. You're actually in luck because for our listeners, Caviar is giving you a 20% off your first order with promo code ACME2021 at checkout. So that's 20% off your first order with promo code ACME2021 at checkout. Download the Caviar app and use offer code ACME2021 for 20% off 
shop your first order and get creative. Let me know what you order. Sometimes like I like to mix it up. Like maybe I want a milkshake from Shake Shack, but then I want, you know, fries from Westville, but then I want, you know, mix and match. It's really fun. Check it out. I mentioned this recently in a podcast episode, but I've been doing these dating consultations throughout the past couple of years. And you can find information about it on my website. But in these consultations, I'm always asking like, so what dating apps are you on? And I'm so shocked to learn that most people don't know how amazing OkCupid is. I feel like they just are living in the dark about the amazing revamp. OkCupid is a dating app that really cares about matching you based on what matters the most to you. So instead of asking you prompts that you can outright answer that everyone can see, they'll inwardly ask you all these questions that you then get to answer and then OkCupid does all the work for you, matching you with somebody who you have a really high percentage of working out with. So they'll say like, you're a 93% match with John or with Susan or whatever. I don't know why I use Susan because that's an older name, but maybe there's a young Susan. And that just is so great because all the work is done for you. It's like being able to know who is best for you by just answering honestly, a few questions that are really important to you. And I mean, like you can get the politics over with. If you don't want to date vegans, say that. Whatever it is, you'll find someone that has total agreement with you on those subjects, which is great because in my opinion, it's better to be with someone more similar to you than less. Anyway, check out the OkCupid app in the app store. Download it. It's called OkCupid. You really can't miss it and get to the heart of who you are and what type of person you're looking for. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the host of Work Party, a podcast for ambitious women looking to create and cultivate the career of their dreams. Work Party is paving the way for a new generation of women women who are redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. Every Wednesday, we bring in leading female powerhouses for real talk and BS-free advice on building your business. You'll hear from female founders, CEOs, entrepreneurs, creatives, and so many other badass ladies. Are you ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Then tune into Work Party, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show and never miss an episode. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm here today with Julian, who is a fellow podcaster and an actor. Um, hey, Julian. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm excited to do this. <laughs> Me too. So, so the background, the backstory essentially is that I, you know, have a TikTok where I give dating advice and you know, something that I had said in like, which I've said tons of times on this podcast. So a lot of you are familiar with is just that I don't think that you should send a thank you text after a date because you have already said thank you on the date. And Julian um, duetted, which is like on TikTok when you kind of like respond to someone else's video. And you had said that... Uh, <laughs> You had said, what are you raised by wolves? Yeah. That is terrible advice, essentially. So, Julian, before we get started on our debate, which yeah. I'm sure will be heated, um, how old are you and where are you from originally? Okay, I'm uh, 31. And I'm originally born and raised in France. Uh, I went to college in Canada from 
since that from uh, the 18 years old to about 23. And then I moved to Los Angeles at 23 to change my whole life, not be in uh, business to just start acting. Uh, and then I've been here for eight years now. Parlez-vous français? Bien sûr. Yeah, of course. Je parle Je peux parler en français, tu veux? Oui, on peut faire. Ok, ouais, ouais. <laughs> C'est bien. Um, you got a pretty I... good accent. I try. I actually took French for like 10 years, but I'm not, I'm not nearly as good as I should be. But so you're 31. It's a hard language. You, yeah. 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 It's tough. It's tough. Um, and what is your current relationship status? Uh, right now I'm dating someone. Okay. And yeah. I already know the answer because I looked you up, but when is your birthday? Yeah. September 30th. So this is what's crazy to me. And I, I guarantee you also don't believe in astrology. Um, <laughs> so we could talk about yeah. that. But you're a Libra. Yeah. My birthday is two days before yours. Okay. So you're Libra So I'm too? also a Libra. Okay. Yes. So are we um, supposed to bond? Isn't that the, the logic? So yes and no, right? Okay. I... Another theory I have is that male Libras and female Libras are very different and they want different things. Okay. So it doesn't surprise me that we have different views when it comes to dating because yeah. Libra is like a masculine sign, right? So I believe that like the female Libras and just tell me if you're following this or if it sounds absolutely insane, okay. um, are it. like a little bit more masculine than the male Libras. Meaning the way that you like to be in relationships is like, you kind of like being pursued a little bit. Is that true? As a guy, uh, mm -hmm. do I like being pursued? Yeah. I'd say that. I would say that that's right. accurate. Yeah. And so yeah. I also like being pursued as a woman. Mm -hmm. um, and that is where we're similar as Libras, right? We both like being pursued, okay. but I think that there are, and this is why things get complicated, right? Cause there are guys out there that I think, don't like being pursued. Would you agree with that? I think, so I don't know if they don't like it. I think they don't necessarily, they would like it, but they have a bad image of a girl who pursues it. And I think that just comes out of their own insecurities, right? So, you know, if, if for example, to me, if, if a stranger comes up to me, a, a, a girl comes up to me at the gym, at, you know, the grocery store and she says, hey, I found you very attractive. I was wondering if you were single and if you want to grab a cup of coffee. To me, this is extremely attractive. And I'm, I'm automatically, if I'm single, in to just even go on a first date just because I'm like, I respect you so much for doing that. Yeah. But I do know guys that their own insecurities would be like, oh, she did this, therefore she's doing that with everyone. And she's, mm. you know, she's such an easy girl. Like, oh, what do you just do? Like go up to guys and, 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 give, you, and give their number. Right. Um, so I would say that maybe why some guys don't like it, but I don't think they don't like it. It's just, they feel maybe insecure about the fact that a girl, you know, goes up to her. That's interesting. What if this girl went up to you and did this, but you were not physically attracted to her? Would you still like want to go out on a date with her? Or would you just be like, that's awesome that you went up to me. I totally respect that, but I don't think we're a match. Yeah. I would say the, I'm one thing that I do is I'm very, very honest. So I would say that. I would say the second. I would say, oh my God, like, you know, thank you so much. It takes a lot of, you know, courage to come up, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not interested. Yeah. And what would you say, you know, you're French and um, 
I feel like that's a huge part of how you date in so many ways. What would you say is like the main difference between how French guys and American guys date? I, you know, I, I think we're more straightforward, more to the yeah. point. One thing that I realized in being, you know, dating in the, in the U.S. is that there's a lot of games to be played. There's a lot of rules to follow. And I've always been, if I have interest in a girl even after date one, or even when we exchange our information and if I have interest, I'm going to pursue it. And I have never, ever, ever followed the whole, um, you know, I can't text her two times. I can't double text because otherwise she's going to think I'm too invested. It's just like, if I have interest in getting to know someone, I go for a hundred percent for it. And I, I'm, I'm the worst at playing games just because I think it all comes from our life is so hard enough with, our careers and all that stuff that I don't want my, my love life, my relationship to just be another thing I have to overthink. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. so I would say that is the most different thing that, that I could see is the um, guys we're we're a little bit more straightforward. Yeah. 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 I've noticed that also with like Israeli guys, for example, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just like anyone, but American guys are very, straightforward. Maybe that's what it is. But how did you meet the person that you're seeing now? Oh, well, that's actually... So she actually reached out to me. On Insta DM or... Yeah, on Insta. I was... um, This movie, this Netflix movie, uh, I mean, came out and I uh, did a little story about it. Um, And she DM me saying, oh, wow, we should celebrate. And, you know, right away, I was like, boom, straight to the point. You know, it's a funny little intro. Um, And I think the, the next day we went for drinks. And this is, Mm -hmm. this is to see how, what was, what I was attracted to was that the fact that it was just, there was no, she wanted to grab a drink. I was open to it. We didn't wait five days a week. We didn't pretend to be too busy. We met up, we had a drink. And I feel also there's a misconception in the sense of like, I hear this old school mentality a lot where uh, girls say, oh, well, you know, it's not a, it's not a girl's place to actually reach out to a guy. It's not a girl's place to ask a guy out you could still be that and still have an old school mentality. So in a sense of she asked me out to celebrate, I agreed, but I still handled the first date, right? I still, right. And, and that I offered to pick yeah. her up and I still, uh, you know, paid and I, I did what I'm supposed to do as a guy. It, it didn't change anything. Right. I agree with you in that. I think a woman, like a woman can totally initiate in like a hetero situation should. with a guy. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, sure. Should, whatever, can, but then I think after them showing interest, it's important to kind of take a step back and just make sure that the guy's on the same page. And so like, for example, did you initiate the second date with this person? Okay. So what's actually funny is after that first, after we had our drinks, um, I had to go to work. I had, I, have a, I had a side job, so I had to go to work. And it made me think of your video because once I was in the middle of work, she texted me. She's like, hey, thanks again. I had a good time. She already thanked me for buying the drinks and all that stuff, but she still, and all it did, it just made me want to see her again. Mm. Because to me, it was just somebody, I was like, here it is, somebody who does not play a game, who is not afraid to show a little bit of interest and and to show that she had a good time. So it was very, very well well received for me in a sense of, because that's what I want. Uh, And then Mm -hmm. we, we hung out two days later. And because of that, I didn't feel scared to actually send uh you know an invitation for the second date 
uh, which, which I did. And that date ended up being seven hours where we we're just supposed to go to lunch. We ended up just staying in Malibu and just going from point A to point B and stopping there. It just came out of both of us being game free in a sense, right? She did what she felt like doing and I dealt what I felt like doing. Um, and it was so refreshing because in the dating that I've had in, 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 in Los Angeles, like you could have a great date one night and then the person you were on makes you wait, you know, seven hours to answer your text. Oh, sorry. I was busy mm-hmm. when we all know we're on our phones 24 seven or makes you, you know, says, Oh, well I can't up until next week. You know, to me, this is more frustrating than anything. It's just not something that I want to deal with. Mm-hmm. But don't you think there's a way to not play games, but also not be like, desperate and like, you know, put all your cards on the table. Like for example, what if she didn't text you after the date, like thanking you once again, you know, while you were at work, would you have texted her? Like, or would you not have? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So her texting you that it didn't enable you to text her because you would have texted her anyway. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. But it didn't give me any negative opinion of her either. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think in, in the video that you post where I think there's the big misconception of what my belief are is that it seems like people think that I am automatically wanting a text after, even if she thanked me in person, that is not the case. I just think there shouldn't be a rule stating you should not text someone if you have the desire to. I agree with you. It's not necessary if you have done it in person already. But Mm -hmm. I don't agree with the advice saying, if you've done it, you should not do it. Yeah. But can I ask you something? So let's say that you weren't into her after the first drinks. Uh Okay. You were just like, you didn't want to go on a second date. Um, And then she texted you and she was like, thanks again for the drinks. How would you handle that? So that has happened. And Mm -hmm. again, I know not most of the guys don't do it not all of them, I usually send a very honest text and I say, you know, it was a pleasure meeting you, uh, but I'll be quite honest with you. Like I say, it was a pleasure meeting you, uh, but to be honest, I didn't feel a real connection that makes me want to pursue this any further. And that's about it. And I'll just, you know, I'm just honest with it because Mm -hmm. I don't want to waste her time. I think ghosting is extremely disrespectful. So... To me, I've been on first dates with people that I've met online before through like dating apps. And then, you know, usually if if we didn't hit it off and she wants to hang out again, I usually am honest about it. And what if you didn't hit it off and then she doesn't text you after? Do you then actively like reach out to her to be like, I didn't feel a connection? Or do you just like let it die? If we kind of Almost like a mutual ghost. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's kind of a mutual ghost, I would mostly, you know, just let it die because I think it's, it's, it, it takes, it alleviates the possibility of hurting someone's feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in my opinion, if she doesn't reach out to me, then she might not have the connection either. So it's great. But if she does, I will say something. Mm-hmm. So would you agree with this statement that like, you know, going back to the thank you text, that men are confident enough for the most part, right? That if they liked you and you didn't send them a thank you text, they will still pursue you. 
Um, I wouldn't say confident. I think there's a misconception where we think men are extremely confident. Listen, most men are extremely not, you know. Really? Yeah. uh, There's, you know, a lot of uh, most men and most like clinical psychologists would say men starve for positive reinforcement from the day we're we're young. Um, And so we're, we're not. We have to pretend. So, if if a guy reaches out to a, a girl, it's super it's after a first date. It's still scary. We have to do it mm-hmm. because it just feels like society is telling us we have to do it, and it's yeah. it's a man's job. But society is evolving every day. So to me, I'm all about you know somewhat of equality in there. So mm-hmm. yeah, if the guy is interested in a girl, he will most likely reach out again. But if the girl is interested in the guy and she reaches out to him as well and he's interested, it will be well received. I don't think that it will make her look desperate. Can you imagine if we treated people in real life how we sometimes treat foods at the grocery store? Like, let's say we were like, oh, you have a bruise on you. I'm going to throw you out as a friend. Like, Just imagine that. And that's why it's so sad that every year billions of pounds of food go to waste because it doesn't live up to these like perfect standards. Like think about bananas. The best bananas have a tiny little bruise. And so it's so important to make sure that you're wasting less per year. And that's why Imperfect Foods figured that out and kind of created this mission to save all of this food that gets wasted like all the time. They deliver sustainable, affordable groceries, including produce, quality protein, eggs, dairy, and all the pantry staples straight to your door. It's really perfect. And Corona is obviously not over. So if you're still scared of going to the grocery store, this is amazing for you. You can have a flexible schedule with this. You can make a personalized grocery plan. You can shop online every single week and get affordable and sustainable groceries delivered directly to your door. And you can feel good about it because you're not letting all this food go to waste. Imperfect Foods is offering our listeners 20% off plus free shipping on your first order when you go to imperfectfoods.com and use the promo code ACME. So go to imperfectfoods.com now and for a limited time, so hurry up, you can get 20% off plus free shipping on your first order when you go to imperfectfoods.com and you use code ACME to sign up. Not to overshare, but I have my period right now and... For years, I was using just the regular CVS tampons. And I just like recently have found out what the ingredients are in those. And it is scary to put that shit inside of you. Like I, I'm not even getting into it, but I discovered Athena Club and they've got tampons, liners, pads, wipes, like all of the things that we could possibly need as women. And they're organic and they don't, make you worry what the heck you're putting inside of you. It's amazing. And they make an incredible razor that's expertly designed with the sharpest blades on the market. You know, I'm not big on shaving, but I shave my armpits all the time. But I 
barely ever shave my legs. This razor is so incredible. And they've got this really great cloud shave foam and like dewy body lotion for after. So you get no razor burn. And for me, like I only have to shave my legs like once every two months because this razor is so intense and so sharp that like nothing grows for a while. Again, like I'm also not that hairy, but I'm telling you, you need to experience this. Every single product is vegan and cruelty-free. And you've been probably using razors that under-deliver for years. Switch to Athena Club, sign up today, and you're going to get 20% off your first order when you go to athenaclub.com and use promo code ACME. That's A-T-H-E-N-A club.com with promo code ACME for 20% off. What if there's a situation where there's a guy that kind of has a reputation, right? That he gets sick of girls after like one date or, or something, right? Like that every girl kind of does something wrong after one date. And the common denominator is that like every girl sends him the text after the first date. And it's like, thank you so much again. I had a really good time. And what if like as a woman, you want to stand out and like have him wonder how you felt about the date? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like forget games, just like simply have this guy who, you know, we've heard is like, you know, the kind of guy who like doesn't like, you know, too much attention or whatever it is. Like, wouldn't that, if you're the guy in that situation, make you think like, oh, everyone always is like praising me after dates. Everyone always loves me after dates. Like this person didn't reach out to me. And like, even though it's so shitty and annoying that like the fact that this like had to happen for me to kind of think about this girl differently, like this is making me think that. And now I'm more curious. Like you don't think that that's something that would maybe happen. Like if every single girl did the same thing with you and (sighs) one girl didn't, that she wouldn't stand out. Oh, man, I think I think for this, it's there's so many parameters to take in this, or so, so many like different uh, aspects to consider. One of them is most girls don't say thank you after a date, right? So the real scenario would be like, in my opinion, it was like, what if? Every girl you go on a date with, you know, they say thank you in person, but then they never text you because they're waiting for you to text them, right? Which is 90% of how dates go for guys. So now, if she's the one to say thank you for after a date and, and, you know, saying thank you a second time to text, she's the one being different. So she's the one who stands out as guys. And that's usually how it tends to go. If we take your example, which is, in a world where everybody says thank you in person mm-hmm. and then sends a text, and now this one doesn't, I think it could go two ways. It could go, well, she's clearly not interested because all these other girls were interested in me and she's not interested in, in me. So now a guy could be like, she's not interested. I'm not going to waste my time and move on. Or it could also go, like you say, in a sense, huh, I wonder why. Therefore, I'm going to go and reach out to her again. Right. But, right. but, in my dating opinion, and again, this is probably Los Angeles. I know you're in New York and, you know, it, these, are, these, are the, these are all like very tough place to date. Yeah. Generally speaking, that's not what it is. And I can tell you from all my, my guys, because all, all my boys and, and, you know, I pride myself in having friends that are not douchebags, that are, you mm-hmm. know, well-educated and they're, and they're thoughtful. Obviously, they all had a little 
younger, we've all had a little like kind of fuck boy phase when we were 20, but something right. we grow out of and they all feel the same way. They all feel the same way. We're, we're all like looking for that one girl who doesn't take things for granted and who actually recognized that we did something right. nice or that we, that we took them out. Yeah, I, I hear you. I actually think that you made a really good point there, which is that like in LA, for the most part, like every every woman I know in LA, except for like my two close friends who are originally from New York, is a little bit like entitled and is a little bit ungrateful. And like, by the way, if you're listening and you're from LA, like I love you, this isn't about you, but I just mean like the majority, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that case, I actually really do see your point. And I actually really do, you know, from what I've experienced with friends of friends who live in LA, they expect a lot. And it's it's very much about looks and it's very, it can be very superficial at times. Yeah. Um, and so for that, like, I, I hear you. I think sometimes it can be different in New York City where like, you know, the goal isn't like to become famous or to be an influencer, right? It's like, yeah. it's very much like I, I work at like, let's say like I work at a bank and like I'm at JP Morgan like all day and mm-hmm. I go on this date with you and like, I insist like, here, let me pay. But you're like, no, 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 I got it, you know? But like, and then I'm like, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And then I don't text you again, thank you after the date. Not because I think that everyone should pay for me, but honestly, just because I'm like a busy person yeah. and if you're interested, you'll reach out to me, right? Like so, that I think is more of the New York City narrative. And, I, and here's the thing, right? I, New York women, generally speaking, and it's just making a huge generalization, tend to be more business savvy. They work. They're a little more motivated to have a career. LA is kind of like the capital of laziness and of right. I should get paid just because I look a certain way. So let me, there's, there's, there's a few things uh, that I want to talk about that you just mentioned. The first thing is, yes, there's a ton of superficial girls in Los Angeles that expects everything, but I don't think it's necessarily their fault because there are a ton of douchebags that think a relationship is paying for a girl and just treating right. her. Almost like sponsoring. A, them. Yeah. It's sponsoring. And then up until he finds a hotter one that he can moves on. Right. So right. it's kind of like this circle, right. Where a guy meets a girl, he likes her, she likes him. They kind of date, he pays for everything. And he's like, ah, I'm done with you. So I'm going to move to another right. one. And now this girl who's had a bad experience is now thinking, oh, well, this is how I should be treated. If she's going to change girl from one day to another, then I demand to, you pay for this, you do this, you treat me this way, right? And then right. she, and she dates a guy who's a good guy who actually treats her very Right, nicely. right. And, and then, she doesn't know like the difference d- almost. And now, it's- you know... I had this guy, Hunter March, um, who lives in LA. He's a TV host there on the podcast. And he told a story that fascinated me, blew my mind, honestly, about dating in LA. So so that women, some women don't even like attempt to pay. And yeah. that's that's something I don't agree with. I oh, think that no, no matter what, even if, yeah. even if you're going to be so turned off by the fact that the guy says yes you should still offer to pay. Even if you don't want them to accept it, you should offer to pay every single time yeah. because not doing that is so entitled. And then he he told me that he, you know, took a girl to, let's say like to Malibu, because I don't remember where, maybe that was the place. And he and she, they were like shopping and she was like, oh my God, I really love this, whatever. And he bought it for her. Wow. And she didn't even say thank you after that. So that 
is absolutely insane. And maybe that's a reflection on LA. I don't yeah. know. But which then makes you yeah. understand where I'm coming from and says, no, can you please say thank you? It will right. stand out. Um, right. my first, my, the first, first, first girl I ever dated in LA, I was, and again, you know, the European mentality is such a partnership mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, we view chivalry very differently than in US, than at least in LA in a sense of like, you can be a chivalrous guy and still split or do one-on-one, like pay once in a while and all that stuff, because it's more about how you treat your, your per- like your woman, but like the first date I ever went here. So, and I just moved to LA. I was also, you know, kind of broke, but I was like, you know, let, let, I need to meet people. I'm brand new here. So I went on a date with this girl and I picked her up in an Uber and then we went, we went to a restaurant. I didn't know she picked it and I paid for the restaurant, you know, didn't even pretend to want to pay. And after that, I, t- I paid for the other Uber where we went to get some drinks. I got all the rounds of drinks and then same. And then I got another Uber to drop her home. And as much as I somewhat had a good time for me, it was just kind of like, am I like, I felt like I was just a walk-in ATM entertaining someone for, I didn't feel any, any, any type of, any type of thing, which is also, you know, in in the video that you talk in the video, you also mention you know, the financial aspect in the sense of, you know, you should stop thinking guys, especially if they only spend 20 bucks on you. And that's when it becomes very, very blur because, I have, for example, one of my good friends, uh, one of my close friends here, and he shared me, uh, he shared the story with me four days ago, where when he first moved to LA too, he's broke. So his father is paying for his rent and he's, he was working at a coffee shop to get any extra money that he could. He was mm-hmm. making about 150 bucks a week or something like that. Not a lot. And then he really liked this girl. So he took her out. And she wanted to go to this place called the bungalow. And my friend is more on um, kind of hipster style, like just kind of like easy little dive bar type of, but anyway, yeah. she's like, okay, let's go to bungalow. It's like this kind of fancy place in Santa Monica. And, um, you know, she orders two glasses of wine and he obviously is concerned of money because he doesn't have any. So he just gets two beers and, you know, she barely said, thank you. Then she didn't say anything. She didn't say thanks later on. She didn't say I had a good time. She didn't say, so as much as I told him, I was like, you know, if you are willing to go on a date with someone, you have to know that you're going to spend money and you can't be stingy about it. Otherwise, just don't go right. on a date, right? Yeah, don't go on a date. Don't go on a date. But he still felt hurt in a sense of, I really, you know, I didn't have an issue spending. He said it was 90 bucks, which is, you know, close to half of what he makes on the week. And he's like, you know, I knew it was going to kind of like mess me up after that for, you know, my dinners or whatever, like how, how I'm going to, you know, do my groceries. But it would have been all worth it if she was just a little more, more grateful because as much as, even if we didn't hit it off, I didn't feel like I wasted half of my work allowance, right? Right. And that I do agree with. And like, just to reiterate, and I know that it was confusing, you know, especially for someone who's never like really, you know, heard my advice before in like a podcast setting, especially. But I think that you need to absolutely be grateful on the date on the date, like you better say thank you. And you better say like, I really appreciate this. And like, I had a really good time, whatever. I think for me, it's more of like, you should say it on the date. So you don't have to send the text after, right? Like even like in that situation, you just said, like, if the girl was like, thank you so much. Like this means a lot. Like I love bungalow. I'm so glad Mm -hmm. that we were able to come here. And like this wine is delicious, you know, then like, I'm sure your friend would have been fine if she didn't like 
also, you know, like text him after because she was super grateful on yeah. the date. So I think, I think what we can agree on is that you should absolutely, you should always be grateful and you should always be, yeah. you know, putting yourself in the person's shoes. And I think especially in, in a place like LA where people like, you know, it's different. You're not necessarily getting like a salary every two weeks. You know, you could have a lot of money at one point and not a lot of money at another point. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's all different. And Whereas I feel like also- in New York, like most of the guys that people are dating here are like, Wall Street guys, like they're finance guys. Yeah. Right. And like, you know, so for me, like if I went out, I'm sober. So if I went out on a date with a guy, I'm, I'm in a relationship and live with my boyfriend. But you know, back in the day when I was single, if I went out on a date and you know, I don't order alcohol. So like it really is. It's great. Yeah. It's cheap (laughs) as fuck. Okay. And I'm also like really happy to go to like McDonald's. Like I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I say thank you on the date for like, for it, what is legit $20, yeah. right? Like maybe, like probably, probably Less. 10 bucks because yeah. it's just a Diet Coke really. Um, and like maybe an appetizer, but really just truly cheap. So, so I guess from my perspective, I'm like, I totally appreciate you taking me out, but it's also like, I'm, I'm kind of a cheap date. So like, I don't need, that's why again, like, I don't need to thank you twice guy in finance who, you know, has a, a, like a million dollar yeah. apartment, you know, like, I think Absolutely. that's also where I'm coming but from. It's, it's funny because what you say on the podcast and one of my friends listens to your podcast and, um, you know, I told him I was coming on here and he, he actually mentioned something that you said and where I absolutely agree with you. I think you talk about the first date and you say that, you know, if as a girl, if it makes you feel good to wear the Louboutins, just because it makes you feel good right. as a person, you should do it. But in the event that you don't know what else to wear, I think you mentioned common projects, right? So first of right. all, for this, we applaud you because all my friends and I guys, we, don't, yeah. we think there's nothing sexier than a girl wearing common projects. We're like, absolutely, yeah. standing ovation for this advice. But it, it's funny because from what I've heard, your podcasts are actually very, very true in the sense of what you're saying, and you're very understanding. But on some of the things you do on TikTok, you know, a lot like that video you post, that's absolutely not how I would say most people will get the information. And some of right. the girls that I showed the video, especially when you mentioned the $20, they got even offended and were like, my God, how can, no, that's absolutely not how it's supposed to be. The way you explain it here makes absolute, like a hundred, like a lot of sense. Yeah. But I can't, you know, I, I'm obviously thinking of like a 13 or 14 year old girl, right. Who doesn't listen to your podcast, but she's just listening to your to your videos on TikTok, and this is the information she's getting if he spends twenty dollars because unfortunately that's how people are right you have to really explain your point so that they can understand it and she right. and i think i'm scared for them to be like okay if you if he spends only twenty dollars she didn't say thank you you know this is kind of like right. what people are going to grasp and it's there's why is there such a difference between your opinion on your podcast whereas what you yeah. put on social media well i think that's because like for TikTok, at least, it's such a little small tidbit and it's so like clickbait, you yeah. know, that it's not like, it's not real in so many ways. And like what goes viral on TikTok is like what shocks people the most, right? Yeah. And so like for, and like you have a good point. Like I, I would not want a 14 year old girl to see that and think that that's it and there's nothing behind that advice. I think the person I'm appealing to is the person who like listens to the podcast already and kind of understands the gist. Yeah. And is like looking for like a wrap up of it. Um but but it is really hard to like really nail your points on TikTok without 
being able to like explain yourself because it's like a 60 it's second sure, yeah. video, 30 you second video, whatever point it is. By point. But you see, exactly. even me as a, as a 31 year old who's been dating, who never really listened to your podcast, I came on the video and automatically I'm like, well, that's not, you know, if being on your podcast now, I would absolutely tell people you should listen to that podcast. She knows what she's yeah. talking about. But if I'm looking at just the, the TikTok, I'm just like, what? How? It's like, yeah, how, that's how does fair. that make sense? So let's do this real quick. And then I'm going to ask you some rapid fire poll questions. What would be a way, and I'm not saying like, you know, like you have to work for me and like come <laughs> up with this content, right? But what would be a way, let's say, for me to convey the message in a way that actually makes sense about like, you know, be super grateful on the date, right? What if I just, what if I just said, four reasons that you don't have to say thank you again after the date. And it's like one, if you were very grateful on the date and well, actually, you showed wait, him how much it meant. I just right? wanted to ask you one question because before yeah, yeah, yeah. this, so if you went on the first date and you said you, you were very grateful in person, you said, thank you and all that stuff. And you really liked the guy. And mm-hmm. now, you know, you say you follow your rule, which is I don't want to put all my cards on the table. Question number one, right. what is wrong with putting all your cards on the table? And question number two, if you really like the guy and he hasn't reached out to you the next day, because again, it's like you said, he's on Wall Street, he's busy, but you really want to see him again. Would you actually reach out? Would you just give up assuming that it's his point? It's like, it is his uh, duty to reach out to you. So the first one, I, the, the question was, why wouldn't I put my cards on the table? Yeah. What is so wrong mm-hmm. about being a little raw and honest? Because I agree. Yes, you can be hurt. Yes, you can get played. Yeah. But you could, in my opinion, you could still kind of get played regardless. So I feel like it's kind of like... You can. You can. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think the reason that I don't do it is not to protect myself as much as to be certain that they're into it. Honestly, that's all it is. And I think as a woman, like the lines can be blurred so mm-hmm. often. Most guys are not like you say you are in that, like they're going to like send a straight up text. I wasn't feeling this. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I And agree. so, and so for me, like as a woman dating men, I think I, I want to know the guy wants to pursue me. And the reason I know the way that I know that is when they, you know, text me after the date. And it, by the way, it doesn't have to be the next day. It could be yeah. that night. Like, Hey, did you get home safe? And yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. to him. Yes. I'm not going to ignore, yes. you know, but don't you agree that, um, a guy, could still be genuinely interested in you and it doesn't change the outcome of what happens next month in a sense of like, I could still be a hundred percent interested in pursuing you today. It doesn't mean that a month from now we'll still be dating. It doesn't mean that a month from now yeah, I'll still be interested. Maybe you meet someone else. So why not? If, if, if there's still a chance at the end of, it's like, I have this, this friend of mine who has this like month and a half rule before sleeping with a guy. She said, because I want to make sure that if I'm intimate with this guy, he's serious about me. And I told her, I was like, he could be serious about you from day one. It doesn't change the fact that a month from now, while you guys already been intimate, you guys are not necessarily together. Yeah. It doesn't change. If that's, the guy just that's wants interesting. to sleep with you, you're just going to sleep mm-hmm. regardless. I, so I agree with her, but I don't agree with her point. Like I, I actually also like to wait to sleep with someone. But for me, it's because like the buildup is just hotter. And like okay. it gives us a chance to like, I hear you. like banter and like really get to know yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then like by the time it, we're having sex, like it's, it's like passionate. Yeah. And it's not just like sex. Okay. But 
so, so that's my, that's my real reasoning. Like, I just want to know that they're into me and, and maybe that's an insecurity thing on my end. Like I'm, I'm not coming off as like, you know, I'm so confident that I won't text them. No, like I want to know they're into me. And then the second, but which was the second know, question. They would want to know that you're into them too. Is that accurate? Is definitely. That and that's, that's why, fair. yeah. And that's why when they text me, I'm going to text them back and like, okay. I, then, then we got it going. Right. Okay. And then the second question, which was what I text them if they didn't text me the next day. Yeah. And the answer is probably not, but it depends on really how the date ended. Like if the date ended and they kissed me and like it seemed like they were really into me and like I was confident in that, then maybe I would text them. But nine times out of 10, I wouldn't because I would tell myself if they wanted to see me again, they have my number and, and they're going to get in touch. And then when but they you, do, yeah. I'm down. To but go you out were you were you were also praising somebody, a woman, you know, going after and asking a guy out. So as the first, as the first um, move. But then I think you have to take a step back and let them pursue you. And, so, and I think that's just the way it is. Like I think that's just like you know the way that my grandma taught me and my mom taught me, and like that's just how it's always been. And I think that goes from like, and that's a whole other conversation, which we should continue maybe on your podcast, if you'll have me, but like on the fact that like the man should like the woman a tiny bit more for the relationship to work. Yeah. But it's funny how, how that's how it all goes down. It's funny how we, you know, we take like relationship have evolved so much from when your grandma was, was in a relationship. So you know, I think it's important to realize that what we've been taught by our grandparents and our parents aren't necessarily valid today. So it's like, we can't really pick and choose because like, for example, my grandma, I'm sure would have never split the bill, but now it's technically okay for a girl to take out. So some aspects of relationship are evolving, but we won't let some others aspect evolve. So in the sense of you seem pretty progressive in your relationship, but yet when it comes to texting a guy that you like after first date, you still want to stay in an old school mentality. Uh, at least until I know that he's at least like until I know. into me. The, the whole thing, I think with uh, dating advice, it's, they're so personal, right? Your, mm-hmm. your dating advice, I think are based on your dating experience and my dating advice are based on my dating experience, which is a, a very tricky thing that you're doing. So much respect to you because people will receive your advice in different ways than might, you might intend to say them just because of how, what they've experienced. They might agree with them. Totally. And everything is so subjective when it comes to dating. And that's why like no one is really a dating expert. We're all kind of figuring it out. But it's kind of like yeah. when I give advice, it's like, this is what has worked for me. And I'm so mm-hmm. explicit about that. Like, I'm like, this is just what works for me. I don't know what's going to work for you, but you know, if I could do it again, be 23, like uh, this is how I would do it. And, yeah. and that's really it. Okay. I'm going to ask you some right, rapid fire yeah. poll questions. Cool. So yeah. Your partner makes almost six times what you do and they offer to help chip in for your rent. Like you don't live together just for your rent. Is that bad for the relationship ultimately? Yes or no? Uh, I don't think it's bad. I wouldn't take it, but I don't think it's bad. I would actually mm-hmm. like it. I'd be like, it seems like you're a real partner. What we all? Looking at yeah. um, you're dating your partner. They're 27. They're a guy who's 27 for one year. He can't tell you that you're the one or the person he wants to marry. Give him time to figure it out or leave because he should know by now. As a guy, I'm 27 and I'm dating a partner or you're, you're saying mm-hmm. from a girl's point of view? Yeah, no, as a guy. 
I, I'd say give it some time. I'm not mm-hmm. a big fan of marriage in the first place. Uh, so I'm the wrong person to ask. I believe in wow. po- monogamy and hopefully build a family with someone mm-hmm. have a home, but I don't believe in the institution of marriage. Okay. That's uh, another conversation for another time. If you look through zero. your... <laughs> If you look through your partner's phone, are you looking to see what they are saying about you, good or bad? Or are you looking for dirt or a suspicious activity that they're... Something like that. You could leave your phone in front of me and I'm not looking at it. But if in the case that you did, like not saying that you would, but would you be looking for things that were said about you or just like suspicious stuff that they're doing? Uh, I would probably go for suspicious stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're feeling stressed and on edge with your partner because of you're moving in together, is that a red flag or no big deal? Ooh, that's a good one. I don't think it's a red flag. Uh, it could just come out of you living alone your whole life and not knowing what right. living with someone is as much as you love them. I wouldn't take it as a red flag. I think it's just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a new chapter in your life. So it's normal yeah. to be a little stressed about it. If you think about breaking up with someone once and you actually contemplate doing it, will those thoughts eventually come back or can you fall in love again? Yeah, I think they will come back. Yeah, they always do. Is it weird if your partner doesn't want to share their porn preferences with you? Yes or no? (laughs) Is it weird? No, I don't think it's weird. You know, if if, if she's dating, um, I don't know, like if she's dating... uh, a dude like a, a dude with a dad bod and all her preferences are super ripped gangbang right, with eight right. guys then i could see how as a woman yeah, you might not yeah. want to share that because your men might be like <laughs> right okay last one if you don't reply to a rejection text is it because you're salty or because you don't care i think it's literally 50 50 i think yeah you, you, it's tough yeah. yeah i think you're salty a little bit but also if you're like, man, fuck it. I don't need to answer. You know, I, if yeah. I get a rejection test, usually I answer is like, well, I appreciate you being honest. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> but I could still be salty even when saying Yeah, that. exactly. So it's kind of like half um, and half. Right. Um, Julian, do you have a quote or piece of advice that you could share with our listeners? I don't have a quote, but the advice that I would have, it's the one that I, that I try to follow myself. Just be yourself especially in the dating world. I, I said it before, we, we struggle with enough stuff in our daily life. I, I don't think your dating should be a huge game. I don't think you should overthink this. If you like someone, it's so rare already to like someone truly for who they are. You should just go for it, man. Guys yeah. or girl, don't, don't follow rules. Just do it. There's, you won't have any regret even if you get shut down. Okay. It might uh, hurt. I, I would amend that to be yourself and the best version of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Julian, where can everyone find you, follow you, listen to your podcast and possibly okay. see you? Uh, so our podcast is called X Appeal uh, because my co-host and I were exes and now we have a podcast where we debate dating. My Instagram is Julian, just my first name, uh, J-U-L-I-E-N. And on TikTok, I'm at Julian Marlin. I don't do advice, funny stuff. I just do mostly like French accent, funny videos and very sarcastic stuff. Um, but yeah, cool. That, that's kind awesome. of it. I'm, I'm, You're so I'll, lucky. Uh, yeah, I'm lucky to have Julian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got that like a while back before it was a trend. That's awesome. We we are we're in the process us of having a deal done for a podcast, so we're we stopped production. But once we're back on, uh, uh, I'll for sure bring you on. I think it would be awesome to have cool. you too. And then awesome. it, it could be you and my co-host against me, and we can debate Perfect. more and more and more. 
Thanks, Julian. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs>